This is a Skeptic Frog production. Hey y'all, Frog here. I just wanted to give a quick thank you to all of you that have listened from Chapter 1 into Chapter 2. Especially those that have listened from Book 1 into Book 2. I know Book 1 wasn't always the easiest thing to listen to. There were a lot of audio hiccups, there were a lot of editorial hiccups that... A lot of that fell on me. I apologize. Uh, this one I've really cracked down on myself uh, in giving you guys the best editing experience to really make this feel like a proper podcast. Uh, that being said, we would love if you guys gave us a word of mouth recommendation as well as a five-star review on Apple Podcast and on Spotify. We're keeping track of that stuff. We actually have a stretch goal this year. If we hit 100 five-star reviews... We will do a Pirates of the Chameleon Bay one-shot, which is a <laughs> a parody of the Pirates of the Caribbean, uh, but set in the Avatar world. But with all that being said, I just want to say one last time, thank you guys so much for listening. We have done a lot of work for book two, and we did a lot of work for book one, so if you come from that, thank you so much. Uh, but there's still more to go. Book two is going to be some amazing stuff, better than book one, I can promise you that. So please just stick through it, listen to it. We've done a lot more in editing, a lot more in the audio quality. Everything all around has just been better. And I think you guys are going to appreciate that. Please do share it with your friends. Please do share it with us, how you feel about everything that we've done. I genuinely feel like what we've built here is a wonderful continuation of The Legend of Korra. Uh, but, you know, I leave that up to you guys, the listeners. Anyway, enough... Enough kissing y'all's butts. <laughs> on with the episode, on with the chapter. Enjoy. Air. Water. Earth. Fire. With the cards dealt, the pieces set, and the wheels beginning to turn, the White Lotus now more than ever has to face their own reflection as both worlds watch in anticipation for what will come of the Avatar's return. Previously on Dice Benders. I am Esther Mao. I am tagging along with you guys on your way to the White Lotus Capital uh, headquarters. I looked away for just a minute. My kids were gone. You need us to look for your kids? Uh, please. We're on it. We're on it. Thank you. I'm going to rush as far back as I can and work my way back up. Listen here, man. We got a missing kid. We got my team searching for him. And we're not moving another inch till we find him. It's not. It, it's going to take minutes before this train stops. You better pray it does. You notice that there is a little girl frozen in fear on one of the ladders that had been pulled down. There, there. I got you. Don't worry. And is I tried to stop him. I tried to stop him. Where'd he go? He went up there. Oh, my God. Girl. I'm just gonna run up to him and try to just hold on to him. Uh, roll me an athletics check, and the DC I would set for this would be 15. 17 plus 6! We find ourselves outside the town of Wei at the train station. The train is reaching a halt as the doors open and passengers exit from this train. We see our players, we see Team 2B and Mao uh, exiting the train. Taro and Kevin uh, in front, 
as they exit out of the train and uh, Mal swiftly behind them with Jaeger carrying Mao's suitcases as Mao is procl uh, proclaiming to be a proper firebender you need not just strength but patience uh, and the test is to carry his stuff. Over in the side you guys already see a director is standing there waiting to speak with uh, the head uh, the head conductor for this train that was supposed to you know manage everything. Seems as though they've already been able to get in touch with them while you guys were on the tracks on the events that happened. The mother comes with her children and thanks you guys one final time before heading over to speak with said uh, director as the conductor comes out as well and begins uh, speaking. As this is happening, Mal continues, uh, of course, book in hand, looking at it as he is walking forward, just having explained to you, Jaeger. And so, Jaeger, that is... Uh, I understand that it is stressful, but uh, my things must must be part of this, uh, this training that I am putting you through. I hope you understand. Oh, the motion. We are we are off of the train, Jaeger. There, there oh. is no motion besides the motion that you are doing yourself. Now, quit swaying back up. Jaeger, stop swaying back oh. and forth. Did, and, and he looks over to you, Taro. Did he have anything to drink while I was while I was taking my nap? No, but I think there's kind of a bit of a, a rumble. And I do rumble. <laughs> stop that. Stop that right this instance, Miss Mendoza. I know exactly how rumble feels. There's motion. Oh no! Uh, I think his eyes directly I think he needs to stop uh, carrying those bags. It's throwing him off his groove. Well, uh. yes. Well, you see, to be a firebender and uh, having a full understanding of your power, you must be able to understand um, how to level yourself, and that is precisely what I'm teaching him right now. Can I do insight? Uh, no. Check, no, Kevin. You did all of book one, nothing but insight checks. We're not letting you do insight. You just tell me how you feel about the guy. Stop I'm rolling inciting my everybody. I'm rolling my eyes. Stop letting the dice tell you how to feel. I gotta, I I gotta like, roll something really, real quick. If he really practice, uh, uh, same way he's preaching, or he just using uh, Jaeger as a, a pack mule? You tell me. You tell me how you feel. I believe that he has a really high principle, but he... Don't practice what you preach. Alright, then let that be how you feel. Don't let the dice tell That's you That's right, feel. Kevin. <laughs> That's exactly how I feel. So, uh, as you guys are leaving the train, uh, Mao overhears this conversation between the director and the conductor with the woman and the kids, and she is holding one's hand, the older one, the, the girl, and she's holding her son with her other arm, and they're talking. He stops and turns and says what what was uh, what's going on with that they seem a little over distressed oh my you were sleeping uh the children uh was missing from their mother's side apparently they were on top of the train if we haven't got to them sooner they would have fallen off the train my goodness they and thought they were airbenders he immediately uh, begins walking over that way once he gets there, he, you you can hear him just because he's so loud when he talks, and he goes, Pardon me, I, I have overheard uh, what exactly happened here. I 
I deeply apologize, miss, for your um, misconduct with having your children uh, being watched. Uh, hopefully, uh, everything will work out for you, and I'm glad that uh, we were able to uncover uh, where your children were for you. Uh, keep in mind, he still has all these drawings on his face. As he's Tara snickering. Like <laughs> the director uh, kind of just looks at him confused, looks down and sees the sash, and then glances over to the three of you. Kevin and then is goes, pretty much changing his nose, <laughs> pretty much facing toward the other, kind of covering his face, like, nope, nope, don't look over here, don't look over here. <laughs> Lovely weather we're having. Um, he looks back to Mao and says, uh, thank you for the, uh, for the words, uh, if you'll excuse us. And he kind of nudges the rest of them, the party, further away from Mao as he comes back over to you guys. Uh, Master Mao, I think he's got some drool all over your, like, I think he got drool. <laughs> Oh, dear. And uh, he, he snaps his fingers over to you, Jaeger. Uh, and he's done this before. Him doing this basically just means for you to, like, lean forward so that he can go through one of the bags that's, like, strapped to your back at this point. I will allow it. Okay. So you lean forward. He opens the suitcase and begins kind of rummaging through it uh, and finds this tiny little uh, uh, this tiny little mirror that he pulls out flips it open basically like one of those mascara things where you've got the makeup on the bottom and like you've got your mirror so you can see yourself and he opens it up and starts looking at him at his face and immediately goes what what what's this and starts rubbing to try to rub off the uh the marks but instead of it just coming off it just smears <laughs> he just keeps going, oh, t oh, no, 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 this, this, this cannot be, this cannot work. And he closes it, puts it back in the suitcase, shuts it, uh, and runs back into the train, um, asking for one of the, uh, one of the attendees. <laughs> I high five everyone. He walked past a who has clearly water bottles. Let's be honest, Kevin. You wouldn't help him anyway. That's true. Let's have his life be as hard as possible. So, I think I just started today. Good lord. Do you want me to get vengeance for you? Yes. Kevin getting vengeance? Oh, he could just. That he likes to eat. Or he's more of a tea drinker. I know he don't drink alcohol. What the hell from what what on who plays this from this man? I don't I don't know. He's We could get some fire ants and put it in his bed. We can get him water, but actually it'll be something else. Oh, that's a good one. So uh, while you guys are talking about this, uh, and Mao is in the train uh, trying to find something to help him wipe his face off, go ahead and roll me a perception check, guys. All right. I got a net one. You're too distracted with all the things you've got on your back. It is just getting annoyingly heavy. Not because you're tired, but just because you don't want to deal with carrying it. Yeah. I got 18 total. 18 plus 3, a 21. 
Okay. So Taro and Kevin, you guys take a look around and yeah, you guys have gotten to the town of Way. You even see a little sign that's right outside this train station that says, uh, welcome to Way. Uh, after, you know, looking outside, now this train station isn't indoors, it's an outdoor station. So it's very easy to just kind of browse around. Essentially imagine um, if Tombstone, Arizona, were in the Avatar world. You've got these very wide uh, roads and buildings that are, uh, you know, separated by a good distance between each other. Uh, small uh, foliage and stuff, which of course is fall, so anything that would have leaves is uh, losing its leaves currently, just kind of blowing away in the wind. Uh, you see in the off to the distance the Great Divide. Uh, Taro, this is very reminiscent. You remember actually having gone through here before at one point in life. Um, as well as seeing the Great Divide. Now, the sun is setting on the western side. This is afternoon. It was one heck of a, a train ride. So pretty soon it's going to be dark out. The moon is uh, going to start to rise here very shortly. But something that you immediately begin to see is that there seems to be a lot of... Pe for being such a small town as it is, since you guys rolled so well, uh, for being as small of a town as it is, you realize there's a lot of people here. Uh, and as you're kind of looking around, looking at the architecture, which is basically just big square slabs of rock with green um, roof panels on top of it to kind of indicate, you know, Earth Nation style, but it is just like solid, solid square buildings. Um, bunch of people are running around you see a bunch of flags and stuff for instance there's a giant flagpole that you can even see from here that is in the dead center of town which is a giant white flag with a it looks like a, a beard that is cut in half and a long sword between uh, where the top of the beard is and the bottom third which is cut off almost as if it's a still image of it flying away as it gets cut off um, but in this crowd of people that you see exiting the train area and going into the city or, you know, people running around and just seeming active, you see one person who uh, looks very lanky, you can tell has some Fire Nation descent to him, but he also does look very old, maybe in his uh, 50s or 60s, and he's just standing there um, with a small carriage behind him. Well, I guess it's not necessarily a carriage, it's just like... It almost looks like a Model T from our world, uh, and he he's just kind of looking at you guys, kind of dead set on on the three of you as he's standing at a, uh, at a decent distance. Tara, what do you think, friend or foe? What'd you say? I said, what do you think, friend or foe? As I as I kind of leap my head towards uh, the old man. Hmm. Want me to find out? We might as well find out. Hopefully something good. And maybe we could deep, maybe get uh, deep uh, ditch uh, Jaeger's teacher before he comes back. <laughs> Great idea. Let's go. You say that, and you hear Mal coming out the door, wiping off his forehead and saying, "My good, what, Jaeger? How long was that on my face? Was that the entire ride?" I don't know, Mal. I thought you knew I was blind. Uh, who said you were blind? Everybody knows that I'm blind. 
Jaeger, you are, you are not blind. I have read your report. Just the other day, I tried to brush my teeth with a live lobster crab. I don't consider that blindness. I just consider that um, inept thought. Which is something we can fix, most definitely. I tried to put syrup on my pancakes, but I ended up going to a ball game. I hate when that happens. Right. And uh, as you guys are having this conversation, you see the train is starting to move away. uh, And there's two sets of tracks, one that continues going east and another that turns south, heading back where you guys came from. And it seems like this train is heading back. It goes off to the uh, the right rails, uh, turning around and leaving, uh, rather than continuing forward to the town that you guys were meant to go to to begin with, which is the town of Jin. Oops. And the uh, the man that is in the distance uh, begins waving at you guys. Well, let that keep the man waving. Knock knock. Uh, you guys head on. You guys start walking over. Taro says, "Knock knock," and this guy. Let's see if I can do his voice, because my voice feels very raspy today. Green tea with some honey. Hello. Hello. Are you guys the White Lotus? Who's yes. asking? Hi, I'm Cap. And he raises, he shake, he reaches out to shake your hand. Who are you? Well, I'm going to be your tour guide here. Welcome to the town of Way. And he waves his hand as though he's like widely expressing the town. I'm gonna look at Mal and be like, were we expecting a tour guide? Uh, well, actually you weren't. But we heard that the White Lotus was coming. And we thought, what better way to showcase our town than to allow you guys entry with a tour guide. And so here I am. What better way? Yeah. We We as in the people of Wei. Hello. Hello. Is there a war going on here? It's funny that you say that. And he gets in his car. Come on. I wish I could, but I'm blind. Oh, my. And he looks over to Mao and says, do you mind helping him? He looks very busy with his hands, you know, carrying suitcases. Uh, Well, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's training. It's for training. Training to help him see? That doesn't make sense. And he turns his engine on. Yeah, Mao, take one of his suitcases. And I I get into the car. I I call shotgun. I I call shotgun as he's taking the suitcases off of you. I'm literally already on shotgun. (laughs) (laughs) Putting the suitcases in the back, sees you already sitting there, and walks up to the door. Uh, Miss Mendoza, um, I, I called a shotgun. Um, do you mind? Join the boys in the back. Let the ladies sit in front. You want a shotgun? I can get you one. And I pull out my gun. Uh, okay. Yes, I will. Just you, to be to be polite. Uh, I know we've just only met. Um. I suppose this is. Uh, yeah, he's just kind of mumbling to himself as he goes to sit in the back seat. Thank you. Digger is tapping around the car, looking for a handle, you know, being blind. And he eventually approaches uh, the passenger window and then sits on Taro. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, your seats are pretty back. uncomfortable. Uh, well, it's yeah. fine. Just drive. It's. Uh, be sure to wear your seatbelt. And he takes off. I, I wrap my around, arms around like, Jaeger, like a seatbelt. <laughs> I start flinging my hands everywhere, yelling, monster. Ah! Shh, careful, Jaeger. careful, please, please, I'm trying to drive. Hush a little Jaeger, don't say a word. This is what comes in town. Papa! 
Uh, you see Mal leans into Kevin. Uh, does that actually work? Does that calm him down? Yes, yes. And he pulls out a little notebook and writes it down. Yes, Mama's gonna sharpen your scimitar. Oh, that was good. <laughs> uh, Thank so you. As I have guys, no more. That's that's fine. That's fine. The bit's over. Let's move on. <laughs> uh, so you guys are driving through town a little bit, and uh, your your tour guide Cap is driving through. You guys see that there's a lot of, uh, looks like flags and stuff. Some are waving the same flag that you saw that is on that giant pole. Others are this brown flag with a small, what looks like hair bun and a sickle that looks like it was, like, almost as though it was cut off of whatever it was on and stuff like that, which is in, like, a, a, a gold color and stuff like that. The bun and the, the sickle look like they're both gold. Uh, kids are running around with stuff like that. Um, you see these small balls that have these spirals. Uh, they look like soccer balls, only there's a design on it that looks like just spirals. Uh, as kids are like kicking it back and forth with each other, having fun playing. Uh, Cap is being very careful not to run them over or anything like that. Traffic is off and on uh, moving relatively decent. Uh, and he just says, well, it is the afternoon, so the first thing I'm going to do is take you guys to your local hotel to help get you guys a place to stay. Sweet. Yeah. Okay. Uh, question. Those flags. Can you uh -huh. tell us about those flags? Well, certainly. Why, where? Shh, it's okay. Why? They're there. Jaeger, the bit is over. We know you're not blind. Oh, who said that? And uh, to help give a mental description of what Cap looks like, he basically looks like that fisherman in the um, in the water. Uh, what was it? The Moon Princess episode where Katara pretended to be a uh, a spirit, uh, where the guy kept saying that he had a brother and he just oh hat. <laughs> oh yeah. This guy basically looks oh, like oh yeah. I, we all remember now. But anyway. He's gonna say, you wanna know about the flags? Yes, please. Okay, well, you see, long ago, there were two tribes that existed in this region. The seemingly dirty Zhangs and the overly proper uh, Ganjins, who were at war with each other. Legend tells that Avatar Aang rode in on his animal guide to stop a fight to the death among the leaders and listen to their story. With the liberation, he declared their stories were but half-truths stating that their two founders, Wei Jin and Jin Wei, were in fact brothers, and the ritual they seemingly fought over was instead a simple game about a ball. In time, the two clans merged into one and built towns on opposite ends of the Great Divide, the towns of Wei and Jin. Also, keeping in tradition, they participate in a playful competition every year called Redemption, in which these opposing sides race to the center of the Great Divide take the ball, otherwise known as the Sacred Orb, to their respective town declaring them the winners. Nowadays, it's become a major tourist attraction garnishing a variety of people all over the world to watch up to the two-day sporting event. It's because of your arrival time that the train cannot impede any further in case you are wondering why you didn't make it to the town of Jin. Redemption will be starting tomorrow in the morning and the sounds of the trains will not help the game, and therefore, you are here. And that's why I'm here to help you. Okay. 
great. Yeah, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And he comes to a screeching halt. You guys, like, force yourselves forward. Jaeger, you probably hit your head because you guys are six-foot titans. And he goes, oh, oh my goodness, I, I am deeply sorry. I almost missed your hotel. And he stops right in front of what looks like your hotel. Uh, it just has, like, a really shoddy-looking uh, sign that says, Hotel. Yeah, well, let's roll a, a d20 odd. Is it odd? Uh, I didn't puke, but is it even at puke? <laughs> yeah, a constitution a check. check. Let's do it. Let's do yeah. it. Okay. Oh, I puke. <laughs> all over the seat, and he just goes, oh my! No, well, all that's all another spill power. I need to clean up. It's on the master next to me, like, oh, <laughs> that bump did it. I'm sorry. <laughs> Mr. Zaspera, please control your bowels. And I'm sorry. any <laughs> bowels, dude. <laughs> well, it is some form of juice that I don't want on my body. Jaeger, Jaeger, as soon as you exit from the seat that you are on, Miss Mendoza, I apologize, I don't mean to call you a seat. Please fetch me my next rope. Your next one. You'll just need to guide me to it because, you know, I can't see. Jaeger, this joke is going on long enough. Wow, this is a little rude. Whoa, who said that? This guy seems a little un unpleasant to you. What was your name, Jaeger? Yeah, why? Who said that? Uh, me, Cap. Taro, is there a talking hat in this car? Uh, do you, do you want to feel it? I'll, <laughs> I'll take his hand and... And he's just smiling. Cap is just sitting there smiling, like, he seems very, um, very passive about, uh, about this. And go ahead, Jaeger, roll me a persuasion check with advantage, because Taro's helping you. I got a nat yes. 20. Yes! He absolutely believes that you're blind. Yes! So, he very, he, he's very, uh, comfortable with you just, like, touching him to see if he's, like, real or not. Yeah, I, I touch him, and you don't feel it around the contours of his cheekbones. Mm -hmm. And whenever your eyes or your hands reach his eyes, he just closes them politely and then just opens them back up with this big smile on his face. Like, he's totally passively into this. He's oh. he's doing everything he can to be a good tour guide for you. Oh, what a nice guy. And as you guys are um, <laughs> touching your tour guide, and vomiting on your teachers. <laughs> uh, you guys hear uh, from outside the car, uh, it sounds like an argument as one person is has a, a bag over his shoulder and is like walking uh, away. You hear one of the one of the people, it looks to be a woman, um, a slim body, uh, wearing Earth Nation garb, says, Gulan, no, we need you to participate tomorrow. If we don't have our captain, we can't play. And uh, the person that she's yelling to is just like, listen, I need to find out if my mom is okay. You know, I, the game is secondary to if my family's all right. It, just find another captain. And uh, the person that's standing next to the woman just goes, dude, no, we've been training all year to try to do this to do redemption this year for our village, our town. We can't just find a captain like that. Well, you're gonna have to do something because I cannot play if my mom is sick. I've gotta go take care of her. And uh, you hear Cap look over and he has a very worried face and he goes, oh my, 
it looks like one of the teams has to disqualify. That means they'll be dipped for this year, right? That would be right. The problem with that, though, is that it is a tradition that has taken place for the last hundred plus years, and all of these tourists are here to watch the game. If there is no game, that's automatic forfeit. And that's not going to look good on these towns. Well, someone else can be captain, right? That entirely depends if the crew accepts it or not. You need to have a team of three. Sounds like he's worried that his mom being sick. I can go to the guy and see small. Uh, if his mom's sick, and possibly, um, he's a medical treatment for Sure! That looks like Gulan! He's a waterbender! If you I bet too... Mal could be a captain. Yeah, you he'd be great! You see him wiping off... Uh, Kevin, tell me what you ate on the train ride. It was pretty much the tea. <laughs> okay, so Some he's just, peanuts. he's just, like, draining the liquid outside of, like, the cup that is where his his robes kind of like rest and just like dumping the liquid onto the floor of the car that you guys are riding in and he goes no no thank you I do not play sports I do not participate nothing of the like okay. that means he's in <laughs> uh question is uh, Mal does it have to be an earth bender to play it does it have to be like somebody a bender to play it Absolutely not. There are no rules that distinguish if you have to be a bender or a non-bender. Are you good at the sport? Basically, yeah. Hey, Cap, why don't you be captain? Huh? Oh, I used to be back in the day. That's how I got my name. Why not reprise the role? Oh, it's, it's far in the past now. Anyway, it is the nighttime. Or at least getting there. Please, please go. Go inside the hotel. I want to... Go and talk to the captain, to the captain of that team, and say, hey, uh, I, I'm sorry to overdoing your conflict, but if your mom is sick, uh, can I, like, uh, take a look at the chair at Hiller? Roll me a perception check to see if you've kind of kept an eye on where he was going, uh, because 15? you guys were sitting in here talking for a while. A 15? 12 plus 3? 15? Yeah, you noticed that he was turning a corner going out of the main, uh, the main street of Way, uh, heading down some alley. You know, you could assume it would be like to his home or something. Okay, I'm gonna catch up with that cat. So let me see, can I help? Maybe hopefully you two could, well, you three could help that, uh, help these people out. Redemption seems to be a big thing in this town as White Lotus. It's good to help this team, uh, well, help, help the town out. Because we're very good at helping out te to towns. Yeah. Mm -hmm. As Kevin going, uh, going to the captain, think about all the craziness that happened to this, happened to us. <laughs> you go heading off in that direction. You see Mao is uh, opening the trunk to grab his stuff, uh, very pitifully looking as uh, Cap just looks at the mess that is on the floor of his his car, but still has a smile on his face. And he looks to you guys and says, Well, it was quite a pleasure in meeting all of you. I'll be seeing you tomorrow in the morning. Thanks for the tour, I get Cap. it. And I'm sorry. Oh, it's quite all right. This isn't the first spill I've had to clean in this car today. Who else spilled here? You don't want to know. And he just <laughs> oh. has a smile when he says it. Lovely. Isn't it? Now please, leave. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm guiding Jaeger away because he's blind. And I am uh, taking my bags and 
changing up to um, the captain of that team so I could chat with him. Okay. Uh, the second all of you get out uh, and Mal gets all of his suitcases, he barely has time to close the trunk before. I know Model T's don't have trunks, don't at me. Before he just, like, rides off, kicks up dust in front of Mal, and he just starts coughing it out of his lungs. Tokyo drifts down. Yeah, you see him drift around a corner uh, as he is leaving the scene. What a cool guy. Okay, so if I heard right, episode two, you guys are splitting up again. Uh, Kevin! I know. Come back! It's just a quick chat, then I go, ho- hopefully, cool. I'll run back to the hotel. Kevin! So you guys are splitting. Kevin! Alright, I'm gonna go with the go with the crew. So at least uh, we might be able to go together to the guy. Okay. So, uh, as Cap peels off, you see the two that were trying to argue with, uh, Cap told him, told you guys his name was Gulan. They're arguing with each other, and one just seems, like, stressed. Like, they're squatting down with their hands on their forehead, just looking like they're stressed and thinking, while the other one just has their, uh, arms, or their hands on their, uh, on their waist, just kind of looking in the direction that Gulan went walking. Um, the airbender woman, um, the woman that's in this group, you can tell she ha- she is an airbender just by the body qualities, although she looks a lot like Korra, just an Earth Nation guard. Uh, the man that is leaning down, do you remember Haru from uh, yeah. Avatar? He basically looks like him when he had his mustache. Mm. Uh, but the two of them are just standing there, uh, stressed out. You guys approach them? Okay, yeah, as you guys are approaching, you just hear, uh, this couldn't have come at a worse time. Well, you can't exactly decide when someone gets sick. Yeah, yeah, I know. And they see you approaching, and immediately, uh, Weilani, the, the female, turns and looks at you guys and says, um, can we help you? Yeah, we're just trying to get into the hotel. And we also heard your conversation as well, well, your argument. Right. And she notices that you guys are wearing your sashes, uh, the white lotus sashes, and she just takes a quick glance at them before looking back at you guys and says, okay, well, yep, it's right there. Do you guys need help? (laughs) The guy that's, uh, squatting on the floor, basically, is just like, who doesn't these days? Uh, right? Sorry, um, and he stands up and goes to give finger guns, and he goes, my name is Velo. Greetings, Velo. I'm Kevin Zasparaz. Kevin, what was that? Zasparaz. Zasparaz? I'm sorry? (laughs) I was drinking my coffee and trying to swallow it. Oh, when, when, he, when he came up, I'm sorry. Bro, you can take a second. You don't have to respond immediately. Oh. Sorry. ass. You better change your name right now. Cross uh, out Zasparas. Meow, uh, meow, Jesus. Mal furiously <laughs> looks through, like, the sheets that he has of all of you guys, all your, like, background checks and everything. And he goes, Zasparas, is, uh, is that a Zaspera. typo? Uh, yes, that's what I thought. And um, Velo just says, 
Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you guys. Uh, Kevin, uh, I, and he just looks at Taro and Jaeger and just kind of waits for them to uh, say who they are, but just says, yeah, um, yeah, we're the team uh, of Jin. Uh, we're supposed to be playing in Redemption tomorrow, and you can't do it without a captain. Well, hi, I'm Taro, and I finger gun him. Oh, hey! And he, he smiles, recognizing what the finger guns represent. Yeah. And the the airbender uh, female just crosses her arms and looks at you guys, and eventually is like, I'm Weelani. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Uh-huh. And what does being a captain entail? <laughs> they really are out-of-towners, aren't they? <laughs> being a captain means that you are the leader of that team, but you still go out and participate. It's not... Like you can sit on the sidelines or anything, if that's what you were thinking. Yeah, I was hoping that that was going to be. Yeah, it's not an easy job. Well, we have a volunteer here, and I point to Mal. She takes one look at him, uh, eyes him up and down, just looks back at you with this dead expression and says, No thanks. <laughs> well, we tried. Uh, and I kind of... What? Hey, hey, hey. Do you want to do something besides study? Yes. For one day? Uh, it, uh, pardon me, no, um, Mr. Zaspera. He, he is still trying to finish the scroll uh, that he has been working on for at least four days. Oh, Whoa, I can who do said it that? Yeah, good. Even but, if you were blind, and you're not, you're not deaf, too. Jaeger looks the other way. Who said that? <laughs> Who's around me? You see, Mao just gives a minute long blink. I help well, Jaeger find his face. And, not the loud, but, but being part of the White Lotus, we are uh, supposed to help, the, uh, supposed to help um, the locals with their problems. And this is a big, this is a problem that could threaten the, the livelihood of this town. Yes, well, and he puts Two his towns. hands, he puts his hands behind his back and he goes, uh, if you don't mind me asking, Mr. Zasper, how many missions have you gone on? You've been on currently three missions. Well, you have been on two. You are in a third, right? And run a company. Right. A multi, a a, a major corporation. Right. Uh, well, oversee... let me let me stop you right there, Mister Zaspera. Um, what does the company have to do with White Lotus? You try managing hundreds of people for. Uh, for six months and see how good you become. <laughs> Mr. Z Mr. Zaspera, Mr. Zaspera, I have trained more students than you have existed on this earth. And how you put that training into practice? Well, that's exactly what I'm going to tell you. If you want to try to preach to me on how to uh, help towns, then why don't you gain the experience and do this yourself and help them? I have done many missions before you were even born, and taught as many people even more than you are uh, of age. I have already done all these things. It's time for you to gain some experience. Now come now, come now, don't try to put yourself on a high horse. Aha! Uh -huh. It's a pot on the kettle black. If you want to take it that way, yes. <sighs> I was planning to go to the captain and see, to see does he, does his mother need to be healed. 
Waylo uh, uh, or Waylani uh, just kind of scoffs and says, "You can try. He's a waterbender too. You think you you can do something he hasn't tried yet?" Do you know what style of waterbending he practices? I don't know. I'm not a waterbender. I don't care. I just know that he can go swish swish with the water and it works. Yeah, that's right. Swish swish. Hmm. And she turns around and starts walking away. And uh, Velo goes, Waylani, hold on, hold on, hold on. Um, and turns to you guys and says, Okay, listen, Gulan lives uh, with his mom over here on this side. I know he, we're playing for the other town, but he lives over here. Uh, don't ask me why. Long story short, I guess. Um, but why? he pulls out like a, a paper and pen and writes down the address and hands it to you guys. And he goes, If you want to go talk to Gulan, go right on ahead. Tell them that I gave you, gave you guys his address. But, good luck, you know, his mom's been sick for a while, it's been, what, uh, a few months now, and, uh, if you can do something great and try to get him to play, that's awesome. Otherwise, you know, yeah, <laughs> good luck. And he, uh, takes off after Waylani as she's continuing to walk away. If, let's see what's plaguing her, and because in Kevin's mind, it's, uh, he's hoping it's not the same sickness that he knows is going on in the South. And you see uh, Mal carrying the suitcases, and uh, he goes, well, he's already, like, going through the doors uh, as you guys were having this talk with uh, Velo. And he goes, well, I will get the get the rooms ready for everybody, and um, I will see you guys once you return. And goes through the doors, and they shut before you guys have a chance to respond to him. If only Jaeger could see them. Where? where? He's right. gone. All right. He's gone, Jaeger. He's gone. At least for this moment. Kevin, what oh. do you expect to do? Uh, let's diagnose the problem. Let's diagnose his mom to see what sickness is plaguing her and how severe it is. Okay, let's go. If push comes to shove, one of us could participate in the in the redemption game tomorrow as captain. Hmm, I love the idea of splitting the party for two days straight. Well, one's going to be playing playing with, with that crew and the others is just going to be uh, either by the arena or just by the medical uh, by the team's uh, tent uh, healing them if, if needed or tend to what they need well let's go find the mom I guess start there yeah. alright alright um Jaeger are you still blind um since Mal left I magically regained my eyes <laughs> It's I so miracle! I it's just like wanted a to veil has been lifted. <laughs> uh, so you guys um, trek through the back streets asking for directions because you guys got the address, but you still don't know this town. Taro, you do a little bit, but not enough to know where these streets are and the names and everything. Uh, but you guys make your way to this tiny um, little... Uh, it looks almost like a townhouse because it's an attachment to a larger building. Um... You guys give it a knock. Of course, as I said before, all these buildings are just big blocks. Do you remember Hey Arnold uh, and the type of house that he lived in? It was like this really thin little nook in the building. It's kind of how this looks, essentially. The interior is all made out of stairs, um, earth, walls, earth. Doors don't seem to be earth, they're made of wood, which is nice. Uh, there's a stove, which now Jaeger knows what a stove is, thankfully. 
and stuff like that. Uh, which you all see this as the door opens, uh, and you see the man that you were seeing earlier, Gulan, uh, open the door just a crack, and he just looks at all of you and says, uh, yes, can I help you? Hi! Uh, are, are you Gulan? Y yes. Yeah, uh, we want to help you and your mom to, to play in the game tomorrow. Okay, I have some strangers too. knocking on my door saying that they want to help my mom. Oh. And in the in uh, upstairs, you can hear coughing, like wheezing and coughing. It sounds horrible. Kevin's a healer. He wanted to see if maybe he could try to help. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, not sure if he can do anything I haven't already tried uh, with healing. Unless you have some kind of uh, medicine kit that I don't. I did, do have a medicine kit, actually. Did Velo take you, make you do this? No, we came here on our own. Okay, how'd you get my address? Pretty much, uh, he wrote down your address, but we, he didn't give you us direction, so we pretty much went all around the town. Uh, he wanted so, to help you. Right, that was my question. Okay. <sighs> well, and he closes the door, you hear chains unlatch, and he opens the door completely again, and gestures for you guys to come inside. It's a very quaint little building. Uh, there's stairs immediately in front of the door, which I was mentioning earlier. Uh, and it looks like the first floor is basically just a small little living uh, living room space with a kitchen. Uh, no walls between it or anything. It's all just one big room down here. Uh, and you can assume upstairs is like the bedroom or bedrooms if there's multiple, the bathroom and stuff like that. But the only thing down here is just a uh, living room and a, a kitchen, which looks very minimalistic. They don't have a whole lot of stuff in here. And he he says, she's upstairs if you want to take a look, but um, this is a highly contagious to benders, so if you guys are benders, please be careful. I will lay down here. Kevin is looking at him like, do you think highly contagious to benders? I'm also uh, waiting down here. And he, um, I know this is going to sound really bad for the type of world that we live in right now, but he grabs a face mask and puts it on his face and hands you one, Kevin. And he goes, uh, you guys are staying down here? Yeah. I'm good out here. Okay. Kevin's the, Kevin's the pharmacist. I'm the harmacist. There's no reason for me to go in there. We're trying not <laughs> I, to harm people right now. I, I like that. Okay. All right. Let's go. He takes you up the stairs, um knocking on the door uh, that is shut after immediately coming up here. You can tell by coming up here, Kevin, that this is only a one-bedroom townhouse, essentially. The only other door that's up this way is a door that's slightly ajar. You can tell is just a bathroom. Um, but he gives a knock on the door and opens it slightly, and he goes, Mom, um, hey, Mom, you feeling okay? You... And uh, she coughs, but she just she nods her head and waves for him to come on in as he says, I've got someone with me who might, uh, might be able to help you. <coughs> okay. <coughs> okay, bring him in. Uh, Alright, come on. Okay. You come inside, and it's a, it's a small bed. It's a small room, and an even smaller bed um, with a bunch of pillows propped up so that she can sit up and, um, and what she is doing currently. She's got blankets and stuff all around her, trying to keep her warm, basically. Uh, it looks like 
the thing anyone would do to someone that doesn't know what sickness they have, but they want to help in some way. And he's got a small pail of water that has uh, like wet rags uh, on this on a little nightstand that's next to the the bed and a chair right there. And you can assume that's where he just sits with his mom. Uh, he has a small bag that is uh, up here by the door. Uh, you saw him carrying a bag when he was leaving the group. Uh, when you guys were outside, uh, you can assume that this is that very same bag. And it just looks like it has a bunch of little medical supplies and some personal stuff of his uh, as he sits down um, at this chair next to the bed with the window right behind him. Uh, and he holds his mom's hand, gives a soft look in his eyes, and looks to you and says, all right, do whatever you think you can do. Okay. I don't want to look her, pretty much, like, like examine her to uh -huh. see, uh, want to see, um, like, what the symptoms are and, and that it matches the ones that he heard, the pro like, the ones in the South, or it could be something else in, in completely. Now you never saw the disease in the south. You you I haven't never been to the saw south. It, but I heard, but I you, heard from my dad. That right. He told you. He told you that your mom is sick, and you know he's. I'm sure he's told you what the symptoms are. Mm -hmm. But truth be told, the symptoms just sound like a regular cough or a regular cold, but as a oh, much more good. severe. You know. So symptom wise, it could be anything on what right. your mom and stuff have. Because if they can just judge by what the symptoms are and say, oh, you've got this, and, you know, they, they'll just try to cure that, they haven't. They aren't able to. Right. So you can figure out what her symptoms are, but you... you It'd be up I mean, this, in the dark. Exactly. Right. But yeah, go ahead and roll me a medicine check and describe how you're doing this stuff for me, please. Okay. I do have, I do have a healer's kit with me, and I also okay. have have uh, my water scans. So with my water scans, uh, with one of my water scans, I'm just taking out the water and pretty much uh, going from head to toe, trying to, uh, using the water to to uh, feel her chi, to try, to try to figure out exactly what is the problem. Like, what okay. exactly is going on? First, roll me a medicine check. If you're using your healer's kit, uh, is it a healer's kit or a med kit? Because I think that is actually two different things in D&D. &D. I have a healer's kit, not a medicine kit. But I'm going to use my water bending. My, my water skin. Alright, so roll me either an arcana or a medicine check. If you are using just your water bending. I'm going to use medicine because that, that's, that, that's my higher one. And that is 15 plus 6, so a 21. Okay. Um... You're getting the same list of symptoms that your dad has mentioned before, and you can even see it as you're sitting there trying to use your water bending and just get a feel for her body. She begins coughing um, ferociously. You back off a second, and he just has this worried look in his eyes as he's looking at her and then looks back at you before she stops and you are able to continue. Uh, you get those coughing fits. You get this uh, what feels like a weak to it. You did a medicine check so you don't feel her chi because I, I was going to give that to you if you were doing arcana. Um, but you can tell there's a tension in her body 
uh, while at the same time a weakness to it that seems to just be ever growing with every cough. This is definitely not good. With, with the water, I am going to cast Lesser Restoration to see can I try to remove the disease. Uh, you, you, uh, go ahead. Go ahead and do that. Now that's, uh, you're spinning a stamina for that, right? Because I think yes. Lesser Restoration is an advanced technique. Yes. You go to do that, um, and he, you see, um, Gulan says, here, let me, let me help you. And he puts his hands, um, up to, and you both collectively, uh, guide the water across her to try to do some restoration. And as he's doing it with you, uh, he looks to you and he says, yeah, I, uh, I train myself in Arconic style, so I am pretty adept at healing. I learned it from the best, and the best is sitting right under our hands right now. I'm hoping this works. I really hope this works. It may be with the two of us, but... And he kind of, like, not gestures his head over to the the bucket, or the, the cup that is... The bowl that is sitting on the table uh, nearby, and he says, I've been doing this pretty much every day uh, for as long as uh, I've been back in town. Or as long as she's been back in town, too. No avail. Wait, did you think she was, when she came back to town, she had this? Yeah, she went to the Northern Water Tribe for about a year. Came back four, five months ago. Northern Water Tribe? Yeah, Interesting. that's what I said. Our family's from the Northern Water Tribe. I'm from the South, and I'm hearing similar reports about this in the South, in the Southern Poles. You think it's the same thing? The symptoms are aligned. Something is going on. Something. Interesting. This is interesting. Uh, as you guys have this conversation, you finish the healing, and um, he leans back down and says, Mom, are you feeling any better? And she gives a soft nod before she starts coughing up a lung again. And he just looks very pitiful and looks up at you and says maybe that's gonna help her a little bit but I don't I don't think that did anything for her in the long run right listen I know Velo you know coaxed you into coming here you're not gonna convince me to play with the team tomorrow I can't I can't I put my hand on his shoulder and say like this is your mom (sighs) yeah yeah but I'm so torn okay I am so torn I have been to the library every day after training to just find something, and according to some of the medicine books I've read, there is a medicine that might be able to help. I don't know if it will, um, and it's, it's, I, I know of a spot to find it, and I can go and do that, but I want someone here with my mom, and I want to help my team, because without me, they're not even going to play, and... So I, I'm torn three different ways right now. Stay with my mom, get her medicine, or play the game. And it's just, I, 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 and you see he's just got his hands on his forehead and he, he's like rubbing Stop. his forehead. He is so stressed. You just feel a tension in the room. He's like, Stop. I don't know what to do. I do not Three. know what to do. Okay, first, take a deep breath. Yeah, let it yeah. Go. You stay here <laughs> it's with easy to mom. say that when it's not your mom sitting in front of you. I, my mom's sick with this too. Why aren't you with her? I found out when I was in Republic City. My mom is the head, pretty much the head physician. 
And during that time, uh, you heard this, um, what happened to Republic City, right? Yeah, everyone's heard. The Avatar showed up. Yeah, I was there. And he attacked my dad. I was taking care of him, running his business, and getting things done here. Have uh, you gone to see Republic your mom City. then? I haven't. Because I've been, when you say stressed, I've been stressed. A little word of advice, because I don't know how deadly this whatever she has is. The second you get a chance, you should probably go see her. I am. I know that's not what you came here for. You're not looking for advice. But let me tell you, if I wasn't here and it was her last day, I would never let that go. Okay, you say you have an idea what a possible cure is, right? Yeah. If this thing is spreading, the White Lotus will probably wants to uh, find this cure uh, and possibly this, uh, create as much of it as possible so everybody, especially every vendor, can have access to it and be vaccinated against If it even works. If it even works. I don't know if it will. But right I, I now, try, the only thing we can have, have is try faith. anything. The only thing we have is faith. And this is seriously, it's going to cause chaos and, and the White Lotus is trying to help with the order. So, tell me, where is this cure so we can possibly uh, help you find it? And I can have my team uh, help play play Redemption tomorrow. Listen, and he looks at you with his very serious face, and he goes, You want to do a game of Redemption tomorrow? It, it takes a team of three. Well, you guys would have to play. If you are going to help in this in this anniversary of redemption. This happens every year, this annual event, because my team, without me, will not play. Flat out. Velo may be a little, you know, hopeful in finding a captain. Huilani will not play. Gotcha. Secondly, it is a dangerous journey to go find this medicine. It is... I would say that only... A waterbender could do it. It's a good thing you're a waterbender, because if you want to go do that, fine. Because then at least I get to stay with my mom. But if you're going to help with redemption, you can't do both. You can't go and get this medicine and play the game. Where exactly is the medicine? It's south, in in some of the 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 mucky forests down south. It's this is going to sound stupid. You might not even believe it. It's gonna be frozen frogs. I just blink. Frozen frogs. Yeah, apparently, according to the books I've read, if you suck on those frogs, they release a toxin that'll heal your body. I know that sounds stupid, a toxin that heals, but it's true. That's the literally the last resort. I have spent all the money I've made in any of my last redemption runs uh, on this. I have almost nothing left and this is a free fix if it works uh, and if it doesn't then you know at least i tried and that's more than most can say how far down is the sports um, with the frozen frogs off it'll take about a day's journey on foot and then about a day's journey back which is why i say a waterbender needs to do it because they can keep the frogs frozen if they thaw it's over they're just beginning their hibernation too 
so you will not find a lot of them. Maybe one or two, if you're lucky. Frozen Pro- okay. And you say it's a dangerous drink, so what may be there? Yeah, it's not just what may be in the forest, but also what's on the way to it. That's the wilderness. You can find any beast out there. Lovely. <laughs> you're telling me. And you can she, get she, to too. she um, begins coughing again and says, uh, as he's like patting her, uh, looks at you and says, Are, do you mind if I just have some time alone with my mom? Absolutely. You can stay here if you want. You know, I don't have a lot, but if you need some tea or something, you can make some. I don't care. It's in the it's in the cupboard. You, it's easy to find. When the last time you ate? Uh... I, this morning? Yeah, I'm gonna get you and her some tea and maybe think some soup so y'all can have some substance. I'm not hungry. You need your strength. Yeah, I also need this medicine. We're focused on her. I'm gonna uh, go to my team and we will figure something out, okay? Okay, but please, let me... And he just gestures to the door. He's like, I don't mean to be rude, I just... Of course. And I'm going back, I'm walking back downstairs to to my team and pretty much tell them the info. Okay. Okay, people. Uh, from the sickness that's plaguing uh, his mom is a similar one that's plaguing the South Pole. Remember I told you, Jaeger, about this, this a sickness of plaguing the South? Yeah. Apparently it's also plaguing the North. And it's attacking, it's attacking vendors. How did it end up, yeah, how did it end up here? Should we wear masks? His mother came from the North, from the North Pole, uh, months ago. Apparently, uh, he wants to try this cure with frozen frogs to see will it work. Because, uh, water bending will not heal her. So we're gonna go hunt down a frog? Yeah, it's a day's journey to get to that forest, and a day's journey to get back. Um, who's playing the game? One of us could play the game, and I can yank uh, Master Yao uh, with us, uh, with me to go down to that forest for these frozen frogs, because this is a white lotus problem. I don't think Mao's really the forest type. Well, he is going to become a forest type, especially when I tell him this is a problem playing with both the north and the south. But didn't he say that um, the, his team wouldn't play with anyone else except for him? So. Well, pretty much, yeah, but that's for time stop, but that's for measures. So, which one are you going to play? Because <laughs> I'm not a sporty person. <laughs> now, this requires athleticism, and I'm more dexterous. Well, Jaeger? It would be a good break from from your uh, your teacher. That's true. No studying. No mouse. No, st- oh. no studying. Or pretending and I can to study. See. And you can see. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, please. Can more than three people play? We can ask. We can ask that team once we meet up. But first, let me uh, let me make them a cup of tea and some soup because he hasn't eaten all day. 
I think he kind of wants some alone time, man. Right. Uh, there, there. Healer's touch. Let's go. Right. Uh, <laughs> when you guys are talking about that, you're getting a knock on the door. Uh, and you hear from upstairs, you hear Gulan uh, say, uh, Could one of you get that? Sure. Knock, knock. <laughs> from the other side of the door, you hear, Knock, knock. Knock, knock. Knock, knock. Is knock, it the knock. IRS? Hey, knock, knock. The what? Is it the IRS? IBS. Yes. I told you it was a deductible. <laughs> I uh, yeah, we're we're not here for you though. We're here for your uh, your uh, the the knock knock person. I open the door. And you see, it's Ve- uh, it's Velo and uh, Weilani. What's up? Uh, and you see she does not want to be here at all, so she's just got her arms crossed, uh, like two feet behind him, just looking away. And he's like, yeah, we, uh, we just wanted to check up on, uh, on Gulan and see how he's doing. He's doing okay. It's better the, than yesterday. But the sickness, though, it's, right. it's bad. It's, it's real bad. Yeah, I see he coaxed you into wearing those masks. I don't even know if that's going to help. And he just kind of like nudges whoever opened the door out of the way for him to uh, gain day. entry. I uh, don't move. Uh, you really need to stay pardon? back. Um, you guys know I've known Gulan for years, right? Like I've been in his house before with his mom like this. Hold up. You've been in here before? Are you a bender? Yeah. What? Yeah. I'm an earthbender. You know, the whole, and he does a finger gun motion, you know? Finger gun and you back. You know? Yeah? Yeah? So the yeah. sickness, so the sickness only affects waterbenders, then? Oh, no. Oh, no. Has anybody in the town has similar symptoms to, like, hers? Well, I mean, my, uh, one of my friends from, uh, Republic City just started getting sick with the same kind of stuff. And your friend? Firebender. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, tell you what. Just, I think it's just an awful convenience for real. Awful but, uh, convenience. And, and he tries to nudge his way back, uh, like inside again. I let him through. Tell you yeah. what, we might have a little replacement for you. Uh, and Weilani says, <laughs> "The only way you can even get me to play tomorrow is if Gulan is there." You hear that, Gulan? Have a the firebender here. I do not care. Why are you so gung-ho about him being there? Because I've trained with him for years. I met you guys not even an hour ago. And yet? And, and Velo is like, uh, she does kind of have a point. This is a pretty serious event. You need someone, you need a team that is pretty good with working together. I'm looking through a bus and like, how many people can be on this, uh, can play redemption? I know it's going to be two teams. Yeah, it's two teams of three. No more, no less? That's right. If you have any less, you get disqualified. You have any more, you have to kick one, uh, you have to kick however many off till you get to three. The three of us? But you're a waterbender. Oh, that's fine. I mean, Gulan is a waterbender. No, I mean, Kevin wanted to go find some frogs for Gulan. Frogs and frogs. There's something about frogs in this <laughs> this world. Oh, he went to the library, didn't he? Yeah, sure did. Hmm. Well, I can't blame him. I just think it's funny. 
I don't think frogs are going to do anything. Mm, they're frozen frogs, if that does anything. Right? See? Yeah, she gets it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So... And Gulan finally comes uh, downstairs, uh, looks at the other two and says, Guys, listen, I am not going to leave my mom alone. And Velo says, Yeah, I get that, man. Yeah, you know, totally. How about this? How about one of us stays with your mom and the other two go and get that, uh, you know, go find uh, a member to replace them and play some redemption. And he gives us, like, squinty look like he's trying to say, yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. And Gulan just kind of gives a shake and says, no, because I want those... Fr and together they both say, want those frogs. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Yeah. Sure. Here's an idea. How about you two stay here? Gulan goes find the frogs. And us three, I point out my, our team... Play Redemption. We're pretty good together, I would say. Yeah. You say a team that can work well together. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, you guys are White Lotus. Is there any rules on that? Hey, and, uh, he looks over to Weilani, and Weilani just shrugs. We can just flip the sashes inside out. No one will know. <laughs> it's clever. Uh, didn't you have a fourth guy with you? Oh. He's not the athletic type. He's old. Okay. He's old? Well, I'm not to be ages. He just gives you a blank stare. Slightly slack jaw before he goes. Uh, how about he watches your mom and us three go and uh, go wherever these frogs are. Where are they? And he goes... The monkey forest. Oh... Oh, that's, uh, it's not a fun place. You get your boots dirty. You know what? I think you're right. Our poor person should watch him all. Because I doubt his, he'll uh, survive the monkey forest. Him as being a firebender defending himself, that's the easy part. Him when getting his clothes dirty, he'll have a nervous breakdown. Oh, is he a good firebender? He is mm -hmm. a master firebender. We haven't seen him firebend. Uh-oh. He could be lying for all I know. Huh. Okay. Well, anyway, you don't need to be a firebender to watch an old lady in a bed. That's Sorry, right. Gulan, I don't mean to take that, uh, to make that sound impersonal. And Gulan just stares at him. So we got a plan? So we got a plan. And Gulan speaks up and goes, Listen, guys, I... I greatly appreciate everything you're wanting to do here. Do you... But, but this is a plan to help, not just help you, help the town, but also help them all. Why, why do you want to help, though? Like, I don't have money to give you for this or anything when like that. When people are helping, especially something that can help your mom, are you going to really book this gift for an amount? You have your friends Look, here. Look, I'm just, I'm just hesitant for strangers to come up and say, hey, let me help you save your mom. You don't get that every day. Well, how often do you get the White Lotus helping? Fair point. We're stuck here for at least two days since there's no trains coming, so... Gives yeah, us something I mean, to could, do. You could walk to... Well, well, you guys are heading to Jin, I take it. From the sounds of what you just said there, you could walk there, but that'll take about the same amount of time as it takes for the game anyway. If you break when you're supposed to and stuff like that. 
And so, also, if yes. this medication, if this medication do work, this would be viable information that the White Lotus could share with the grant with our leader once we do meet him at our destination. Right, right. So let me ask you guys. Um, I know you're a waterbender, but what are you two? And uh, Velo immediately interrupts and says, "Come on, you can't guess. Look, look at her." I you finger gun. Just look, yeah. And Gulan just blinks for a minute before looking at Jaeger and says, "I'm a waterbender." Oh, I honest, I sorry, I mistook you for something else. I apologize. Psych! I'm a firebender. That sounds more like it. Okay. He got you. Haha. Haha. No expression on his face when he does that fake laugh. Alright, good talk, guys. Sounds good. We got a plan. Let's go. Yep. Yep. So, you guys are gonna play. Yep. Okay. And we're gonna go look for the frogs. That's right. Right. Y'all wanna give us a rundown on how this game works real quick before y'all go? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you hear Gulan's mom starting to cough furiously, and he just looks up, up the stairs, looks back at you guys, and says, uh, I'll, yeah, uh, I'll be back. And, uh, heads upstairs, and Weilani does have this worried expression on her face as she hears the coughing. Uh, but once Gulan leaves, shuts the door, and the coughing stops, she goes back to this hardened exterior. And, uh, she looks to you guys and says, okay, I forget which team you guys are playing against if you are... Uh, signing up, but you would need to sign up by tonight. I'm looking at Sky like, yeah, we don't have much time there. No. Run, let's go. Where's the sign up? Uh, and uh, Weilani just kind of looks over at Velo, and Velo stands up and goes, well, <clears throat> I guess I can show you that. Let's go. Finger guns. Finger gun him back. He finger guns you back again. Oh, you ruined me. Oh, uh, yeah, and he does it with one hand that, the next time. Weilani just slaps him upside the back of the head and says, Come on. Right, 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 yeah, sorry. Bye, Gulan! And they begin walking out the door. And that is where we'll end that episode. <laughs> Us falling ass to the side of mm-hmm. place. And then we gotta tell Mao that we've all told him to do something. Thank you, everybody, for listening to Book 2, Chapter 2, What Plagues the Heart. If you liked our show and would like to show us some support, feel free to drop by our Discord, We Roll Dice, where we also put every once in a while uh, bloopers from the previous week's chapters, as well as where you can find the Elemancer classes. You can also always give us a five-star review on your favorite podcast app, such as Spotify or Apple Podcast, and follow us on social medias at DiceBendersDnd. Thank you for listening, everybody, and subscribe for more shenanigans.